Well, that first preseason game is in the books, and your Kansas City Chiefs did not win. They fall to 24-26 to in New Orleans Saints. Of course, we're going to talk about it, and your guy, Chris Jones, with more cryptic tweets. You know, I've been optimistic about it the whole time, and I'm still optimistic. Going to stay that way until something changes. Um, but it's going to be a good episode today, guys. So with that being said, welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast, and you're with your host and producer, Eric Lepartis. Again, welcome to Kingdom Connect. You guys know who I am. I'm a certified health and performance trainer, corrective exercise specialist, and nutritional coach. But as for the show, I'm a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan, and most importantly, a huge football fan. We're recording this episode on Monday, August 14th, and you guys know we had a preseason game yesterday. This is episode 92 of the podcast, the the review episode of that uh, preseason game. Your Kansas City Chiefs fall 24 to 26 to the Saints. Um, we're going to go ahead and just kind of start off with the offense, you know, kind of how we did with the regular season games. Um, as you guys remember last year, I didn't technically do a preview and review episodes for each preseason game. I kind of just summed the whole preseason, but... This year, I decide I'm actually going to go through it like I normally did with each week because that's only fair. Um, <clears throat> looking at my notes, so um, obviously we started with our defense, but I'm going to start with the offense and just kind of go from there, and then we'll talk a little bit about the uh, defense. Um, well, <clears throat> as I can say this, it's going to be a challenge for when it comes to cut down days especially for that wide receiver room. There is a lot of good young talent on this team. Um, I applaud uh, the scouts for finding some of these guys and uh, being able to pull some of these undrafted guys too. Um, a lot of guys put in work yesterday. There were some you know, disappointments, but um, that's okay. That's part of the preseason process. And, you know, some of those players were actually picked back up on, you know, the second game and third game. They got the third game too. So, um, but let's start off with the quarterbacks. You know, Pat only had one drive. Uh, that was, you know, you expected him to play the game. You just didn't know how much he was going to play. He was going to at least get one drive. And that's always been Andy, even if it doesn't make any sense. It's just routine. At the end of the day, it's routine. Let him get in his vibe of, you know, walking through the tunnel, you know, doing his, you know, routine, like what he stated in the quarterback show, like how he likes to prepare before the games. You know, let him get in that mode. Give him a drive. He said he wants to take a hit. You know, he's knowing he's going to get pushed around a little bit. He's not going to really get wrapped up and thrown to the ground like that. Um, but they, you know, he wanted to get him one drive, and that was about it. They didn't really do much because they decided they wanted to run the ball with CEH on multiple occasions. I didn't understand why, but, you know, I, I get they probably trying to do some some stuff with him. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, no, Pat, just need to get out there, get his one drive in, and get out. And that was it. Uh, they, they tried to do the QB sneak, um, and 
you know, I've said this over and over again. I, I think I think teams aren't getting fooled with that. Um, it was on the uh, – well, first off, I think he actually had the first down when he took off running. You know, you didn't want to see him run, but, you know, he needed to. But the the uh, the uh, QB sneak was well short, and I just didn't understand. You know, I understood why they were doing it, but teams aren't getting fooled by Blake Bell anymore. They're just not. You know, even though he had a wide-open lane to, you know, drive through and he just decided not to, I just – I think that just teams just know that, and I I feel like they need to get a little bit more creative. Even though you just, I know this might sound crazy, but honestly, I think I think at this point Pat's okay to do it. I think it was just different then, um, you know, considering a lot of things. I think Pat can honestly do the QB sneak and be fine. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, uh, you know. He's not Chad Henney, and honestly, I think I think Chad Henney was a lot better than Blaine Gabbert. You know, Blaine Gabbert, you know, was hasn't been good since he's been in the league. Uh, but you know, he's a, he, he's a solid backup, but he's not near the caliber of Chad Henney as a backup, in my personal opinion. You know, he started off a little rusty, but you know what? Uh, he had some good balls, especially throwing the uh, James. He found a few to Rasheed Rice. Um, but that one to James, uh, the touchdown was nice. Uh, Bouchelle got in there, start again. He started a little slow too, was kind of underthrowing him, but then he started getting in his groove. And then that one play that he found, uh, gosh, who was in the back of the end zone or wasn't in the back of the end zone. It was, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the receiver's name, but you know, he continued the play and, you know, uh, it was like one of those Mahomes-esque type things where, you know, he's just you know, got guys draped over him, and then, you know, he just continues to play and, and makes a touchdown. Uh, and you love to see things like that. And in my personal opinion, I think Bouchelle should be the backup, but we all know that Andy would rather have a veteran there, and that's just kind of how it is. Um, even though Bouchelle, I mean, is technically a veteran now, but he's obviously not to the veteran caliber, but not like caliber as in like good. I meant like years in the league. Um, and then, uh, Chris, oh gosh, I, I can't remember how you say his, uh, I think it's Oli Doken or something. Um, and I don't even know if that was his first name. I, th I think it is Chris, but I don't want to be, I'm going to look that up. I think it's Chris. Yeah. Um, Chris, oh yeah. Oli Doken. Um, he is shown why he is the, you know, fourth stringer for a reason. Um, he's athletic. You know, he had that really good run, but, you know, made a lot of mistakes out there, mental mistakes. He obviously threw the, you know, obviously they're never going to call a screen at that moment. That's just a play that they just wanted to see. You know, that's why it's preseason. But they will never call a play like that in that in that moment. And they did, and he ended up throwing the interception, which put them – they were already still in field goal range at that point because we barely even moved the ball. I don't even think we even moved – I think we only had like two plays before they threw the pick. Um, <clears throat> they haven't put the all-22 out on the NFL Plus. I don't know when they're going to do that. Um, hopefully soon because, I you know, I want to get in some all-22 – uh, so I just kind of had to, you know, get what I can get off X or Twitter. What I mean, I, I'm not going to call it X. It's Twitter still. Um, 
and then uh, what we've just been seeing, uh, just the highlights, you know, from the game. So it's kind of going off that. All right. So, and yeah, he threw that pick to, to seal the game essentially for the Saints. Uh, running backs, uh, CH, they started as him kind of ex- as expected. Still slow moving to the hole. I just, he's just, I don't know, man. I, I get what, you know, they're trying to do. They're probably trying to feed him a lot because they may be wanting to move him. I don't know about that for a fact. They may still keep him with, uh, four running backs or three running backs and maybe put Prince on the practice squad. I don't know, but yeah, um, they ran a few screens to him and a couple outside zones and he just, he's just not move. He wasn't moving and I just don't get it. Um, but like I said, they're just trying to get a lot of play out of him, And because, you know, I don't know if there, there's a possible chance of moving him or, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I don't know what they're what what they're really gonna do with CEH this year. It's kind of uh, up in the air with me. I mean, if they choose to keep him, they choose to keep him. He's on the team. It's not like he doesn't know the offense. Um, I will admit, was not impressed with uh, Dedrick Prince at first. Um, you could see the power. You could see the burst. You could see what they were seeing out of him. But they really didn't do any pass plays a lot with him at least not that I can remember. And, you know, the kick return where they had him at, you know, Tobe, he wants his guys returning the ball. Even though it's preseason, he wants them returning it. So, um, yeah, and he wasn't really, you know, good on that. I wouldn't say the protection was good either. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think, he, you know, I think they're what they see is true in him. I think he'll be fine. Um but yeah, no, I, I think Denetric Prince will will have a better game two and game three. He might get featured a lot more in those games too. Um, they gave Ely some spots. They gave the other running back some spots. Uh, but the re- the receivers, the receivers were the talk of the town. Uh, Justin Ross got a touchdown yesterday. That was amazing to see. He had great plays. You can. He's making the team. He has to make the team. I mean, it's just there's just it's inevitable. Like they have to keep they have to keep unless they cut Justin Watson but they they're gonna go with seven in my opinion Ross has fought his way to do it and you know he showed it yesterday Rice he's you know they used him out in space more they like his yak ability he's gonna be good he's gonna be good um, and you know, I, I think, you know, these guys, these two guys can be a dynamic duo possibly if, if, if used correctly, um, Remigio, uh, Nico Remigio, he was balling yesterday, had a lot of crazy catches. He was trying to fight to be like, Hey, I'm here. And he, you know, he's been doing this in practice already. You know, I've already mentioned him a few times, but he really showed it in the game. Unfortunately, just due to just the talent all around, I just don't think he's going to make it. I just don't. And there's just no way they're going to hold him on the practice squad. He's a starter somewhere. He is. And he deserves that. And he just, just with the amount of talent we have, he just won't be a starter here because of the veterans that they have in front. And that's just what it is. But you could see the speed and the ability to get to find the space. I really like Nico Romijo and it's, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck losing, you know, seeing him go when they when they do uh, wave him. But um, that's just what it is. And 
Hopefully they can try to find a way to keep him. But like I said, I just don't see it happening. Uh, Richie James, was, you know, you saw the speed there, broke the defender off, scored the touchdown. Beautiful. Um, and he's really good at punt returns. It, it, it's going to be Richard James is going to be really good in this offense, you know, however he's used. Or the tight ends, you obviously didn't see much of Kelsey. He had the first drive, and that was, you know, he was, um, uh, <clears throat> he was, uh, sorry, just got another email. Did not mean for that to pop up. Um, Anyways, back to the tight ends. Yeah, Kelsey didn't really play much. He had the first drive um, with Pat, and that was it. Uh, and then it was just Gray, Bell, and Blanton, and uh, Bushman. Uh, Gray's good. Gray is, you know, obviously the number two on the team, and he's going to be the number two moving forward. Uh, Blake Bell is most likely going to be the new fullback. They uh, tried to do the QB sneak thing. I think they need to be a little more creative with that. Um like I mentioned earlier, it's just, I don't know. I mean, he has some receiving ability, but they, they love, they love his blocking ability. So, um, Blanton, you know, he got some plays, you know, had some, uh, minuses, uh, Bushman had, did not have a good game. In my opinion, he, he will bounce back, I believe in the second or third game. It was all right in special teams, but you know, just the, you know, he had a lot of, uh, Errors, just not really getting open, finding the space um, in the preseason game, and then uh, had some drops too. So can't have that. Um, you know, he was a guy that you know you were really look kind of you know, looking forward to. He scored a few times in preseason last year, so I think he'll bounce back though. All right, the offensive line, obviously the interior looks good. The tackles look solid. Donovan Smith's good. I mean, I I mean, granted it was a preseason game, but. There was a play where he threw a D lineman to the ground and said, "I like fuck you, dude. Like get get to the ground, get to the ground. I'm I'm like get out of here. Like that. It was literally quick. He literally the dude the rush on me just threw him to the ground. Um, yeah, it was uh fun to see Donovan Smith play. Jawan Taylor looked really good. He can move out in space. Um, it, I think this offensive line, I think they could be top three this year." They've been top five, or they've uh, at least maybe they weren't five, maybe they were six or something like that last year. I can't remember, but they can they have the opportunity to be top three this year, and it's gonna be fun rubbing it in Buccaneers' faces, uh, fans' faces when they say, Oh, Donovan Smith is washed and stuff. I'm like, Well, you know, he was actually just playing on injuries, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. Um, the backups, uh, offensive line were pretty underwhelming, uh, other than Wanya Morris. Wanya Morris looked really good. Niang was all right, but yeah, just pretty underwhelming. Um, I think they're going to still go, they're going to go nine to 10 offensive linemen this year. I have nine on my projection, but you know, whichever one they might do, I think they're going to do, um, most likely going to do, uh, <clears throat> nine in my opinion, just do if they're trying to keep uh, more skilled positions, they would be smart to do nine. But if they value the protection more, they'll go with 10. I think they did 10 last year. Maybe they did not. I can't remember. Um, all right. So on to the defense, uh, the defensive, <laughs> the defense in general started slow. I mean, they started in the four, three, the three linebacker sets that were running basic coverage, nothing crazy. And I don't know if maybe they just weren't really trying out there, but 
God, man, they looked asleep out there. The first few few plays, um, they obviously you know gave up a few touchdowns, and it's just like man, um, the it, it just kind of, it made you a little nervous. But you know, you're just hoping that like, hey, that was just you know we weren't really trying or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I uh, didn't really like the consistent zone blitzes, but you know what? It's Spags. Why not? It's preseason. Um, and the second string looked much hungry, in my opinion. Um, it, it's shown that we're missing Chris Jones. They need him there, uh, which he will be. I believe that soon. Um, Shelton should start, in my opinion. I think he should start over Derek Naughty. It won't happen. Uh, he might not even make the team, but I think he should. He showed it in the game. He should be the starting one tech. He should be that guy over eating space to start the game off, uh, helping the linebackers out. He was moving, too. He has better pass rush upside, in my opinion, as well. Uh, he got a sack in the game. Uh, Felix, he looks like Tomba out there. I mean, the bend, the, the ability, you know, just to get around. He didn't get any sacks, but he was getting some pressures. You know, you see it there. Um, he he is gonna he's gonna be good. You just don't know when when that when that that uh, burst is gonna come out and when he's gonna be able to like fully grasp onto it. Um, but he showed flash out there, and that was you know a, a good sight to see because you know we haven't seen a an edge with bend in a long time. I mean, it's pretty much like been since Houston and Tomba since those guys and a D Ford because D Ford's bend was I mean I say what you want about D Ford the dude could not stay healthy but his bend was crazy good and he had the speed to get to the quarter quarterback um and I only say that uh because of you know he had the 10 sacks granted you know he blew blew did what he did in the AFC championship game we're not going to talk about it but yeah I like the I like the bend and that was nice to see that from Felix B.J. Thompson's a lot taller than I, I thought. Maybe I just really didn't look at his attributes enough, but that dude is huge. Not like like jacked-wise. He's just tall. Um, and, you know, he's going to play a lot um, in certain spots all over the defensive line, knowing Spags. Uh, Coburn was causing some disruption. Uh, I think he's going to still need some time to uh, grasp onto it, but you know what? He's He's getting a lot better. It was nice to really see him move out there. Um, you know, he was holding his own. Let's just put it that way. Kando got a lot of play. Malik Herring got a lot of play. Uh, when they were doing the zone blitzes, they were dropping GK and uh, Charles Amenihu out like it was like a flag. I wouldn't say it was like a hook and curl. Maybe it was like a little, uh, it was like, yeah, I think it was a hook and curl almost essentially. It wasn't a curl flat or anything like that, but it was where they like, they lined uh, Willie and Nick. Well, they like were slowly creeping up, and then they rushed, and then you had GK and Omenahu standing up, and they dropped. And I didn't like that because you had the middle of the field wide the fuck open. Of course, they're gonna you know utilize that and take advantage of it. But that's Spags doing his own blitz, but he kept doing it. He didn't like two like three back to back plays. I was like, dude, I don't want to see this again. Like, let them just play out there, you know. I get it, you know. It was a two touchdowns that got scored quick. You know, I, I just, I don't know. 
but you know what? The, we were getting some sacks out there, some on blitzes, some from the defensive line. So that that was a good sight to see that we're still getting the sacks uh, down. All right. Uh, on to linebackers. Linebackers are very underwhelming yesterday, uh, except for Drew. Obviously, we we wanted to see that out of him. And the only reason why I say that, because he got a lot more play towards the end of the game for the most part. But, you know, he had five tackles. I think he had a sack in the game as well on the blitz. Uh, Nick uh, was meh a little bit. He was just kind of slow to react on things. Um, kind of, you know, got faked out on the screenplay. A little bit. Willie had some good spots, kind of plugged some uh, holes, but there were some times where he got just like, Willie, what are you doing? Got swallowed up. Uh, Leo, he just. Leo's like a guy that you just like, you want to be like, you want to have the high hopes. And, you know, he, he was all right. not that he did anything bad. It's just he didn't do anything. That was the, the first play he did rush on. It was like a, a QB uh, rolled out like a little bootleg or something like that. And, you know, he did rush him a little bit. Um, you know, he's just a bigger body uh, linebacker. I, I've always said this. I think I said this the moment we drafted Leo. If this was 1990, he would have been the first – he would have been the number one overall pick because of his freakish athletic, you know, abilities. And, you know, a linebacker like that back in the day would have been crazy at that build and to be able to move the way he moves. And he's, you know, he can move and whatnot. He's just better running downhill, you know, but I think he needs to be more closer to the line of scrimmage whenever they have him in the game at all times. I don't really want to see him stacked or anything like that. I think he needs to be, you know, blitzing through gaps, rushing A gaps, rushing B gaps, and uh, off the edge. That's what he should just be doing the entire time, in my, in my personal opinion. All right, on to uh, the defensive back room. Um, the young talent looks great. Obviously, Snead didn't Snead didn't play because uh, he's been dealing with his knee. Um, but the young talent looked really good. Chamari Chamari Connor can blitz. That's going to be a fun thing to see because I can see them using utilizing him a lot in blitz packages. Uh, being that nickel guy that they had Snead do a lot, you know, a lot in Snead's rookie year. Uh, I did mention this read Justin Reed did look a little slower um, or I don't know if I actually mentioned this earlier, but he, you know, he did. And again, I don't know if that was just due to this, them not trying or whatnot. Um, he does look heavier. He did mention that he gained some, gained some weight, uh, but he was letting Johnson that tight end cook him. And I, I didn't understand that. Um, you just hope that, I don't think this is going to be a reflection of the season. I, I, I really don't see that happening. Um, but it, it did make you like, dude, what was going on yesterday? Uh, because they were, they were picking on Reed. I mean, it was just, that's just what, that's what Derek Carr was doing. He was just picking on him. Uh, Mike Edwards, uh, you know, when he got in, you can see the range. He has, he's rangy. He can move. I can see why he had a lot of turnovers because he looks like that guy that can run from each like hash to hash, like, and like just snag, snag a pick. You know, he's just that guy that can move like, you know, off Madden too, like where, you know, they look like they glitch and come out of nowhere and just pick it, which makes no sense. You know, but he had a couple PBUs. He looks really good. Um, I think Mike Edwards is going to be uh, utilized uh, good in this defense. 
Williams played good, had a couple, uh, had a PBU in the uh, end zone, prevent a touchdown on Michael Thomas. Watson, eh, he was all right, but Williams played a better game. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Nick Jones did break some, I think he broke a couple fingers is what they said. Uh, he's going to miss some time. Didn't see a whole lot of Cook. Uh, you know, he's playing that deep safety role. Uh, I can't remember this guy's name. I think he was like Halissi or something like that. He was, uh, gosh dang it, he was, um, I'm going to have to look this up real quick. Oops, nope. What's our lads? Echo, Echo looked really good out there. Um, he had a couple, you know, had he had, well, I wouldn't say like, you know, really, really good, but, you know, he had some pluses, had some minuses. His stock, his stock, you know, went up a little bit um, as it was in practice, but granted, he had to play because of injuries. Um, yeah. Uh, Khalif Halisi, he was, he was good. He had that nice pick. He's going to get a lot of playing time, should uh, probably move up a little bit more. His stock rised a little bit. Um, probably will get a lot more playing time in the game two this Saturday when we go to Arizona and play on that shitty ass field. Back to my notes real quick. <clears throat> and McDuffie, he's in great positioning, great positioning every time. It's just guys are just making great plays on him. I don't think that he should be covering anybody that's 6'3 and taller. I think that's asking him, that's asking a tall task because most of those guys can out jump him. And he can't he can't help that. And, you know, put him in a little bit more successful situations. Guys that are, you know, about 6'1 and under, he can get, I believe. Um, and be, I mean, he's sticky. He's sticky no matter what. You know, the, the guys that are just taller are just going to out jump him. And that's just not going to be fair. Um, and I wanted to be successful. Um, but the play that A.T. Perry made was just a, a beautiful play. You guys know that I was clamoring for A.T. Perry all uh, offseason before the draft. Um, and I think it's going to be fine. Honestly, guys, I think the defense is going to be fine. I mean, obviously, we need C.J. there. He makes the engine go, and he will be there. Um But I wouldn't say that this is going to be a reflection on the season or anything like that. So... Uh, all right, briefly about the special teams. Punt team needs to be a lot better. They were kind of meh yesterday. Uh, I already kind of mentioned about Prince not being as good, not being, you know, for the times that he did take it out, it wasn't like all that um, at kick return. Uh, James is really good at punt return, has the has the moves, can uh, get around, uh, find the space, and get around blocks, you know, especially with, you know, what they tried to do with Tony last year. Uh, and then they'll let Tony get healthy, let him just focus on receiver, and then James can be that uh, punt returner <clears throat> full time. And then Bucker, you know, he was solid, normal, normal uh, day. You know, another day in the office for Harrison Bucker. All right, that was pretty much kind of the, you know, like I said, it's a preseason game. It's not fully depth into detail. Um, like we would with the regular season game. But, you know, it's kind of one to go over some of my thoughts from uh, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, but when we get back, uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up with some of the news that's been going around the league. We'll talk about Chris Jones a little bit too.
What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? If you guys like this podcast and like what you're listening to, I want you guys to go ahead and give it a five-star rating and a good review. You can find this podcast on all your major audio platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, You guys can go ahead and follow the podcast only on Instagram, and that's at Kingdom Connect. And then you guys can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Big EKC. That's Big EKC. And like I said, go ahead and give this podcast a five-star rating and a really great review. I appreciate you all. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we are back. Um, We're going to start off with Chris Jones again. Guys, I've been optimistic all this entire time, all offseason, all training camp about them getting a deal done. I know it's freaked a lot of Chiefs Kingdom out. They think he's done. They think he's going somewhere. Well, for one, he's not going where he's under contract for this year. I've said this. Chris Jones had the leverage. He did. Look what he did. You know, he was second or third in running of defensive player of the year uh, votes. He uh, had another double, well over double digit sack season, um, was cracked top 10 in the NFL top 100, won another Super Bowl, was the best player on the defense, won first team all pro, won another Pro Bowl. He did, he did it all, was the best defensive tackle in the league last year, even because Aaron Donald had a down year. And they knew that. And they knew that he could come in and ask for whatever dollar amount he wanted. And they were going to have to try to figure something out. Now, obviously, they were hoping that it would be a lot less, probably closer to the Quinn and Williams range. Um, But he wants to be close to Aaron Donald. And they were like, well, damn, we have to figure this out. And I think they already have. I think this is one of those things where, you know what? He's like, look, I'm not going to camp. I think that's just what it is. You know, there's been so many cryptic tweets. His agent's been tweeting. He's been saying this. I mean, he said something today about, um, gosh, let me pull up his tweet today. What did he say? Chris Jones. And I, and I love it. You know, it's, he was doing this, you know, it wasn't to the extent because it wasn't this long before his first contract, but I definitely love the cryptic message because it's kind of making Chiefs Keenan feel some type of way. And then, you know, he has Frank Clark as his, as his, uh, head, you know, his header picture or his, uh, yeah, his header in the, uh, on his Twitter page. Uh, he said, ain't nobody safe is what he tweeted out. And whatever that means, again, another cryptic tweet. That's just, who Chris Jones is um, and how he's been playing it. And you know what? That's just how he is and how he's going to play the game until, you know, he shows up and they break camp Thursday. They leave St. Joe Thursday and then they'll finish up everything at the, uh, at the training facility. And that's when I think Chris Jones is going to show up. People are speculating uh, Friday, maybe. And um, who, who said it was Friday uh, country boy, uh, country from kingdom cast he said that um, he thinks it's going to happen Friday. Now, he's been clamoring different days this entire time, but he's one of those guys who's been pretty optimistic, um, along with myself and others, too, um, about Chris Jones still getting a deal done. And, uh, you know, he got Lance has spoken out there. I know a lot of guys aren't fan, fans of him, but, you know, he – you know, he's a guy who's been clamoring them about getting a deal done, how important that is. You guys all know uh, Seth Kaiser, 
um, <clears throat> who, who has the chief in the north and does some RGR stuff. Uh, he's he talks about how important Chris Jones is. I mean, it's it, it, we all know how important he is. And that's why I think he's going to get a good contract from the team. Um, if you look at his agent's clientele list, he is the number one guy on that list. So his agent's going to try to get him a big buck. And that's just what's going to kind of come down to. And you don't want to have him pissed off. You just don't. And that's just the situation. Chris Jones is too important to the team. Um, he's homegrown and he's a future Hall of Famer. That's just what it comes down to. Um. All right. Oh gosh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, this is uh, I, we're about to this. We're done pretty much talking about the team. I mean, we're gonna uh, everybody's gonna get back and uh, get ready to go with uh, practice, and um, they're gonna you know have practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Is Thursday? Like I said, Thursday is their last day at uh, St. Joe, and maybe they're. I think they're out of there by. Maybe they're back home by Friday or maybe they're back home by Thursday. I can't remember how they do the process, but they're done with St. Joe by Thursday. Let's just put it that way. And I know those guys are ready to get the fuck out of there because they, they're tired of that shit. So, all right. Um, all right, guys. Uh, Zach Martin got his deal today. Um, he was one of the holdouts uh, along with Chris, but they finally reached a deal with him. Um, that's because look, it's training camp is pretty much over. These guys didn't want to be at training camp. Come on. We all knew what this is. Um, Zeke got a, a contract, uh, from the Patriots today, signed a one-year deal. Dalvin Cook also signed a one-year deal with, the, um, the Jets. And that was kind of a given due to the fact that he visited him. Um, and that was pretty much kind of talked about like it was going to happen like that. I would say the biggest thing that's kind of going uh, off the field, right? Well, you know, this isn't even, you know, foot, you know, this is football related, but it, you know, it's not anything to do with the NFL. It's completely off the field. Uh, but you guys all know about Michael Orr, uh, the, the blonde, you know, the story, you know, with the two E's and all this and that. Um, I don't like to call it the blind side story because I know that he did not like that movie at all. Like he didn't like, he didn't like how they portrayed him as kind of a dummy because he, you know, he wasn't a dumbass. Like that's just not who he was as a person. And they really, really, um, you know, if you look at it, they really, really, you know, projected the white savior, you know, complex and of the story. And, you know, I saw the movie come out in theaters and that was years ago, years ago. I, Gosh, that was 2009, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, for the young listeners out there, that's feels years ago to them. I mean, it's probably not years ago for you know older folks that's listening to this podcast. That's that feels like years ago to me. Like, oh, it was like 2009, 2010, or something like that. Um, I don't know. One of those years. I'm not going to look up the year, but. Bottom line, the story is, is that they, after a long time investigations, is that he didn't sign, a, what is coming out is that he didn't actually sign a, a gr adoption papers. Like, when they got him to sign the papers, it wasn't adoption. It was like one of those, like, 
I can't remember what the, the the C it starts with the C word, but I can't remember. But it was like kind of something similar that they did with, um, you know, Britney Spears had with her her family and her, you know, stuff like that. Kind of a similar situation. Uh, so basically, they got all of his earnings, most of all of his earnings, and all you know, especially from the movie. Um, and it it ultimately it it helped Sandra Bullock win an Oscar. You know, because like I said, because of the whole white savior complex and that he actually was a real NFL player, um, you know, you know, he made, you know, his pro bowler. I think he was an all pro. Uh, he also, you know, won a Super Bowl. You know, he's a veteran. He's doing a lot of things right now. But um, yeah, this is this is big. You know, if this, you know, really all the when all the full details come out and they really do the full get the you know full answers and i i hope that these people can come out and admit like yo why would you do that to somebody you know they it, essentially it's making it seem like that they saw they saw what they saw in this kid this dude is huge he's athletic he's nfl like they saw nfl all day long and they saw the money and they knew what position he played. And that was one of the situations where, and the position that they pushed him to play too. And obviously with the whole old Miss thing, you know, that circumstance, I mean, I didn't really know what really happened in real life or what they try to trip, like, you know, from what they put in the movie and how it was in real life with the whole, you know, investigations, NCAA investigations and all this and that. Um, but at the same time, you know, however the situation turns out to be, I hope the, the real two E's and someone came out and said that, that actually wasn't really their names. Now I'm not going to look too much into that. I don't know how real that is. I'm not going to try to buy into that too much of that information, but I hope they can come out and just apologize because like, look, you guys like, that's a lot of money that you guys took from this guy. And I don't understand like, and you know, you don't know if that was the real mindset thing. Cause you, you don't know the, I don't know these people. We don't know these people, you know, and we can't base it off what we saw in the movie. Cause that's, that's not, that's not reality. That's not, all that stuff was made to be that way because that's what made the that had to push the narrative out there. So I mean, he's wrote a book. I think he's wrote a, a a book, a couple books or something like that. You know, I think he's you know for the most part has done fine for his life. But you know, that's a lot of money that that man is owed. And I think I think I hope that he gets his money that he is well deserved. All right, well, that's uh, pretty much it. Everything that I got to talk about, Chiefs Kingdom, that's going to go ahead and do it for another episode, the review episode of preseason game uh, week one. Um, <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and get that preview episode against the Cardinals out Wednesday. I'm shooting for Wednesday. might be Thursday, not 100% sure, uh, depending on my time of the week. Uh, but we'll try to get it, obviously, before Saturday because it is the game is Saturday against the Cardinals, and like I said, we got to put on that shitty-ass field. But at least we know a thing or two about winning in Arizona. And with that being said, the connect is always real.